Ayan. Patuloy po pa rin tayo sa ating series na Invisible God, Invisible Hands. So a few years ago, merong HBO series na entitled Game of Thrones. Sinong nanonood nito? Yeah. Pero disclaimer, no? PG-18. Nung nanonood ako nito, 19 na ako. So ngayon, 20 na po ako. Uh, pwede pa po ako manood. Pero medyo ano to, maraming uh, controversial, no? maraming violence. And minsan may nudity, pero may mga lessons naman to. So one scene in that in that uh, there was an episode where the scene was called uh, the episode rather was called Battle of the Bastards. So wait lang, hindi na. Yan. Yan, Battle of the Bastards. So ang bida dito si kilala nyo? Jon Snow. Si Jon Snow yung furry ano. So the other bastard was. Uh, Uh, Ramsey Bolton. So, Battle of the Bastards kasi puro sila anak sa labas ng mga, mga kings or they were, their fathers were, were influential, powerful. So, uh, ang story po kasi nito, yung pamilya ni Ramsey Bolton, uh, they attacked Winterfell. Ito yung bayan at lungsod or kaharian ni, ni Jon Snow sa north. And this scene, si, si Jon Snow, he was trying to reclaim his land. Babawiin niya. And so, they They met at the fields of Winterfell. So, etong panahon na to, yung, yung north was grabe yun mag-snow. So, kaya tawag nito Winterfell. And that time was, was spring. So, natutunaw na yung mga snow. Medyo maputik yung, yung lupa. So, nung naglaban sila, grabe yung laban. Nag, nagharap yung both armies nila. And ako, mahilig ako sa mga war movies. Grabe yung, yung bakbakan, yung away, yung espadahan. And Jon Snow was a very good swordsman. No? So, inarap niya yung mga kabayo. Grabe, grabe po yung Pero pag di po kayo mahilig sa, ano, va, sa mga dugo-dugo, mga napuputulan ng kung ano-ano man, huwag niyo pong panoorin ito. Pero grabe po, grabe yung laban. And paunti-unti... Uh, si Jon Snow, he, he was leading at the forefront. Daming, daming napuputulan, no? daming namamatay. And pakonti-konti, nananalo yung kalaban. The, the forces of Ramsay Bolton was winning because, were winning because they were many. Halos doble yung forces niya sa, sa, sa force ni, ni Jon Snow. And pakonti-konti, Jon Snow's forces were, were uh, pushed into a corner. Push into a corner. And imagine being encircled. Palibutan sila nung forces ni Ramsey. And medyo kada, kada advance nung, nung forces ni Ramsey Bolton with, the, with their shields, nasa, nasasaksak yung mga army ni, ni Jon Snow. At isa-isa na namamatay. They were falling one by one. And, I, and seeing this, and if you're watching this, parang... Teka, teka, parang matatalo na ata sila. I think they're losing. And pakonti-konti kahit yung higante na kasama nila, nilalamok ng kalaban, natalo din. And you, as, as you're seeing this scene, parang, uy, parang they're not winning. They're, they're gonna lose. But just in the nick of time, just in time, laging parang probinsyano, no? Pag, pag may ano, pag si Cardo, kung nanonood kayo ng probensyano, hindi pa ako nakapanood ng probensyano ng for the longest time. No? Pero pag, pag may problema sa sa Game of Thrones, The Battle of the Bastards, so dumating yung kapatid ni, ni Jon Snow, si Sansa Stark. 
she was with a thousand horsemen. And pagdating nila, grabe, sinagasaan yung, na, ganun po yung scene, sinagasaan yung, yung the whole forces of Ramsey Bolton. Grabe yung away. At they conquered. And they were able to win. Natalo nila ang forces ni Ramsey Bolton. They were able to reclaim Winterfell. Ganito din po ang nangyari sa mga Jews. They were to be annihilated on the 13th day of Adar. Hinihintay na lang nila yung araw na yon. Walang kalaban-laban, pinagkaisahan, para bang naghihintay na ng death sentence. But just in time, just in time, Mordecai and Esther comes to the rescue. A new law was passed. Isang bagong utos. Ang sabi sa, sa utos na yon, pwede silang magtipon-tipon, they can gather together, they can assemble, they can protect themselves, and they can wipe out everyone na gustong pumatay sa kanila, gustong umatake sa kanila. And this give, gave the Jews a fighting chance. This gave them hope na pwede silang manalo. Ang tanong, sinong nanalo? Baka, sabi, baka natalo pala ang mga Diyos, no? In-excite ko lang kayo. Naubos po sila. The end. Joke lang po. Pero bago yan, let's go back to episode 8. Previously in episode 8, anong nangyari? Patay na po si Heyman. Was impaled. Na-barbecue po siya doon sa pole na inandaan niya. And Esther, binigay kay Esther, kay Queen Esther, yung, yung ari-arian ni Heyman. And, and Mordecai was promoted to second in command. Naging second in command siya ng hari. At ang nangyari ay naging makapangyarihan siya sa buong kaharian ng Persia. And people feared him. Ito ang sitwasyon at background kung saan nagsisimula ang chapter 9. And dito pa rin po tayo sa, sa message natin. Hindi man makita, God is at work, part 9. So, tingnan nyo po ito. Sa huli, mananaig ang kabutihan laban sa kasamaan. God will turn our sorrows, sorrow into joy, our mourning into celebration. Hindi mo man makita, May ginagawa at pinapagawa ang Diyos sa buhay mo. Remember the Lord and rejoice in what He has done. We have three sections for this chapter. Number one, the attackers, the Jews, Jews attackers were executed. So let me read uh, verse 9. On the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar, the edict commanded by the king was to be carried out. On this day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them. But now, the tables were turned and the Jews got the upper hand over those who hated them. So, spoiler alert, panalo sila. The Jews assembled in their cities in all the provinces king of King Xerxes to attack those determined to destroy them. No one could stand against them because the people of all their other nationalities were afraid of them. Ito na yung pinakahihintay ng mga kalaban nila. They thought they were going to wipe out the whole Jewish race. Akala nila, pupulbusin na nila itong mga ipis na to. They were thinking of them lowly and they wanted to annihilate the whole race, the Jewish race. Ngunit, ang kalang inaasahan ay di nangyari. Did not happen. And in a twist of fate, nung lumusob sila, ready na yung mga Jews. They were able to assemble and they defended their, themselves and they killed all those who wanted to kill them. 
and they fought for their families, for themselves, at naging victorious sila laban sa kanilang mga kalaban. And if you read the whole chapter, chapter 9, there was always a sense of fear. Parang may takot yung ibang lahi sa mga Jews. Maybe they were thinking, uy, parang ito yung mga, ito yung lahi na, na ni-rescue ng Panginoon sa Egypt. Ito yung nagpala-dala ng plagues para, para i-rescue sila sa Egypt. Ito yung uh, lahi ni Moses who parted the Red Sea. Ito din yung lahi na we're going to the promise, who reclaimed the promised land. And as they are hearing this, narinig din nila yung storya ni Mordecai. Mordecai was supposed to be impaled, pero yung magpapapatay sana sa kanya, siya ngayon yung na-impaled. Haman, in the turn of events, Haman was the one impaled. And sabi siguro nila, mukhang nakakatakot tong lahing to. May bakar. Nakakatakot. Siguro makapangyarihan ng bakar nito. They were afraid. They were maybe tentative to attack the Jews. And that led to their defeat. And another, another aspect of their defeat, kung babasahin niyo po, yung mga makapangyarihan pamilya, if you read the previous chapters, mga nobles, mga governors, pinadalhan sila ng sulat ni Haman. And they were to, they were to be part of the of the, those enemies of the Jews na papatay sa, sa buong Jewish race. But what happened? Bumaligtad sila. They were helping the Israelites. All the noble, nobles, the governors, the satraps, they helped the Jews. And they were afraid of Mordecai because he was in power. Medyo may politika din na, na involved dito. Huwag niyong galawin yung mga si Mordecai at ang kanyang lahi kasi malakas yan. Baka balikan tayo. Baka hindi tayo bugyan ng pork barrel. Baka wala tayong project. Wala tayong kickback. Huwag niyong galawin yan si Mordecai. And kaya, ayun na nga, the Jews struck down all their enemies with the sword, killing and destroying them. And they did what they pleased to those who hated them. Tinalo nilang lahat ang kanilang mga kalaban. In the citadel of Susa, in the 13th day of Adar, they were, there were 500 enemies who were defeated. Pero sa mga bayan-bayan, sa mga karatig probinsya na parte ng Persia, there were 75,000 who fell, natalo ng mga Jews. So ang dami din mga kalaban ng mga Jews, no? And all of them were defeated. And nireport sa Haring Circes ang lahat ng pangyayaring ito. At tinanong niya si Esther, may kailangan ka pa ba? Ano ang wish mo? Which leads us to our second section, the Jews' advantage extended. What did, what did Esther say? Ito pong sabi ni Esther. King Cersei, my wish ako. If it pleases the king, Esther answered, give the Jews in Susa permission to carry out this day's edict tomorrow also. And let Haman's son Ten sons be impaled in poles. In essence, sumingi ng extension si, si, si Queen Esther. She was thinking there was there were still a lot of enemies in Susa. And ayaw niya mag-regroup ito. Ayaw lang baka magkatipon-tipon sila uli. And they will attack the Jews. And hiniling niya na yung sampung anak ni Haman, the ten sons of Haman, will be impaled 
tulad ng kanilang tatay. At ngayon nga, naglabas uli ng utos ang hari. The, the king uh, sent an edict again, which extended another day for the Jews to defend themselves. Pwede silang lumaban, pwede lang patayin ang, ang, ang kanilang attackers. At nadagdag po ng halos 300 men sa buong, sa buong syudad ng Susa. Meron pang mga gustong pumatay sa kanila. And the ten sons of Haman were also impaled as Esther wished. Medyo, medyo gory, no? Medyo gory po ito. So imagine being, being impaled. But these sons were also combatants. Uh, hindi sila mga bata, hindi sila mga inosente. If you look at the whole chapter, they were also uh, trying to kill the Jews. They were a party to that plot. They wanted to be part of that. And hindi man ito morally right, but during their time, it was, it was acceptable to, to display yung mga kalaban nyo, ipakita sa lahat para matakot, to instill fear to the population na wag nyong gawin ito. And, and that is what happened. And the Jews were victorious. They won against their enemies. Panalo sila. Lahat mga gustong pumatay sa kalna ay wala na. And I can imagine in all of this, sure ako, sa maraming di mga inaasang pangyayari, in a series of divine appointments at sa pabor na kanilang nakuha, sure ako na alam ng mga Jews that ultimately, it was the Lord who gave them victory. It's important to note, kung babasahin niyo po on chapter 9, paulit-ulit po tong verse, uh, yung phrase na ito, but they did not lay their hands on the plunder. Every time the Jews defeated, tapos may number ng mga napatay nila, this phrase is repeated three times. And what does the author want to, to say to us? Ano ibig sabihin na to? To understand this, balikan natin yung original na utos na ginawa ni Haman sa Esther chapter 3 verse 13. Dispatches were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces in order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a single day, the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. What does this say? Grabe, sobrang... Sobrang lala, sobrang sama nung plano ni, ni Haman, no? Ipapaubos niya ang mga Jews, pati mga bata, matatandam, babae. Mga walang kalaban-laban. This was essentially a massacre. Hindi lang yon, kakam kamin din niya. He was going to get their, their possessions, their properties, and keep it to himself. You know, this was acceptable during war. Pag nag-opposing forces, equal forces, pag natalo, Yung isa, you can get their spoils of war. Pero ito, walang kalaban-laban, aatakihin mo. Tapos, nanakawan mo pa. It was evil. It was pure evil. Tapos, Mordecai did a counter-edict. And it was an answer to Haman. But it highlighted a sense of self-defense. Sabi ni Mordecai sa utos niya, kung aatakihin kayo, pwede kayong lumaban, at pag natalo nyo, Pwede niyong kamkamin ang kanilang mga ari-arian, mga properties. It was a sense of self-defense. If you kill them while attacking you, you can have their properties and their possessions. But what did the Jews do? What did the Jews do? They never touched 
anything from their attackers. Wala silang ginalaw. They never touched the, plund the plunder of their, their enemies. They had no intention of doing that. They, were, they just wanted to survive. Nananahimik lang naman kami. Wala naman kaming plano na atakihin yung mga kalaban namin. They weren't the aggressors. They just wanted to survive. And they did not wanted anything to do sa mga spoils of war, the plunder. But thankfully, etong plano ni Haman, it did not prosper. These evil schemes did not prosper. You know what? Ang kasamaan, hindi talaga mananaig sa huli. Usually, yung mga evil plans, corrupt practices, usually nabubuko ito at hindi nagtatagumpay tulad ng plano ni Haman. And that is what happened. We go to our third section of our story, the Jews achievement enjoyed. In verse 20, Mordecai recorded these events and sent letters to all the Jews throughout the provinces of King Xerxes, near and far, to have them celebrate annually the 14th and 15th day of the month of Adar. They already won. Yoo-hoo! And, and Mordecai was telling them, you can celebrate. Yung mga Jews sa, sa mga karatig probinsya, they were already celebrating the 14th day. Kasi lumaban sila ng 13, yung 14, nag-celebrate na sila. Yung Susa, because they were, they extended one day, so 13th and 14th lumaban sila, they were celebrating on the 15th. And nung una, this was just a natural occurrence, no? Pagkatapos nyo lumaban, victorious kayo, pa-party-party, pa-piesta, kainan, and maraming kasiyahan because you just encountered, uh, you just had victory. And as the time when the Jews got relief from their enemies and as the month when their sorrow was turned into joy and their mourning today is celebration, he wrote them to observe the days as days of feasting and joy and giving presents of food to one another and gift to the poor. Later on, this was instituted into a public holiday na pwedeng magkainan tapos pwedeng magsharon. Alam niyo po ba yung Sharon? Sino mga Sharon yan dito? Alam niyo po ba yun, yung Sharon? Yung pag may party, may party sa office, tapos yung kumakain pa lang, tapos yung, mga, yung iba nag-ano na, Balutin mo ako sa hiwaga ng iyong pagmamahal. Tapos, lagay sa bag. Hayaang... Yung mga Sharon yan, yung mga nagbabalot na. So pwede dito, sabi, nag-exchange gift mga sila ng food. And they were giving gifts to the poor. There was a celebration, parang piyesta. Kahit iba-iba, iniimbita. And hindi niyo po alam, ako po ay taga-probinsya. May, may piyesta dun sa amin. Dito wala, sa, sa city and others, we don't usually celebrate fiestas, but in, in the province and other parts of the Philippines, may piesta po. Tapos pwedeng mag-invite ng uh, hindi kakilala. There was one time, bago, bago pa po nauso yung mga, mga rides, rides, no? Sa Bakin Dumaguete, mahilig po kami mag-rides. Mag may mga motor kami doon. Mga kaibigan kasama ko. And we, we rode to, a, to an obscure place. Di namin 
alam kong saan, nagkaligaw-ligaw kami, tas gutom na gutom na kami. It was lunch time. We were so hungry and we did not find our way. Wala pa pong Google Maps nitong panahon na to. Pero bata pa po ako. Uh, wala lang Google Maps nung mga panahon na yon. Pero we were trying to find our way tapos gutom na gutom na kami. Tapos may nakita kaming sari-sari store. Bahay tapos may sari-sari store. So gusto lang namin bumili sana ng soft drinks tsaka biscuits para makakain. Tapos nung, when I was buying the, the, the food, uh, the, the soft drinks tsaka biscuits, sabi nung, nung mayari, Sir, pasok na lang po kayo. Huwag na kayong bumili. Kumain na lang po kayo sa bahay. Sabi niya sa akin. Ah, bakit po? Sabi niya sa akin. Piesta po ng barangay namin. True story po ito. Piesta po ng barangay namin. Pasok po kayo. So pinapasok kami. Nahihaya pa kami ng una. Pero gutom na gutom na kami. So pinakain po kami. Ang dami pong hinanda. Hindi ko kilala. Hindi ko nga maalala yung pangalan nung ano. Hindi ko rin alam kung natanong ko yung pangalan niya. Pero sige, go. Kain kami doon. Nagyan kami ng humba. Yung mga, yung parang pork adobo. Tapos kumain po kami. Tapos... Naalala ko, pinabaunan pa kami ng bring house. May bring house pa, may pasyaron pa. And that was parang ang, ang ganda po na tradition, no? accepting strangers. Hindi ko naman sila kalala, but they fed us. Ito pong nangyari sa mga Jews. Nagsasaya sila, nagpiesa. And you know what they called it? Anong pinangalan nila dito? This was the Feast of Purim. Or Purim. Sounds familiar? The word poor was the dice used by Haman na itina, kung saan itinakda yung date. That was the deciding dice of what the date for the annihilation of the Jews. And a masterful swipe, parang suntok at sampal kay Haman na yung araw sana na Lilipulin niya or he was about to wipe out the whole Jewish race. Ito din yung naging katapusan niya at ng pamilya niya. And what was planned was never accomplished. Instead, the Jews were victorious in that day. And they used that day, that day that was supposed to be their end. You remember that day? As a day that was supposed to be a massacre a life sentence, an annihilation before the face of the earth, and turned that into a day of feasting. Grave, no? Grave. Amazing. Amazing. Araw sana ng pagluluksa na naging araw ng celebration. And you know what? It's amazing how, how God is may humor din ng Panginoon, no? May humor din ng Panginoon. Amazing how God can use the supposed day of grief, of death, of destruction, and use it into a day of celebration. God can transform and turn bad and ugly and painful things into something good and beautiful. A day intended for their ruin and destruction, but turned into a day of rejoicing. You know what, as I was reading this, as I was studying this, I remember the statement, the, what G, Joseph said to his brothers. Sabi ni Joseph sa, sa Genesis 50.20, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what, now, what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And if you look at 
the life of Joseph, if you remember, he was sold, binenta siya, and akala ng tatay niya, patay na siya, but he was sold to Egypt. He became a slave. Tapos nung pinagkatiwalaan na siya ng master niya, anong nangyari? Pinagnasahan siya nung, nung wife ng master niya, and he was imprisoned for rape, which he did not do. And dun sa prison na, na kilala niya yung servant ng hari, which he interpreted the dreams. And fast forward, the day came where the, where the emperor of Egypt had a dream, and they called Joseph to interpret it. And later on, Joseph may, was made into a governor. He was able to save the whole of Egypt and yung mga karatig bansa from the famine. And that, this is what he said to his brothers. May plano kayo para saktan ako. But God wanted it, intended it to be good for the saving of many lives. This is how the Lord turns ruins into triumph. He, how He transforms even this day of death to a day of celebration. And also, as we move forward, Esther also in, instituted a decree. She added the 13th day, ginawa niyang fasting, tapos yung 14th and 15th day ay araw ng pagsasaya. They were feasting. And in verse 28, this day should be remembered and observed in every generation by every family in every province and in every city. And these days of Purim should never be failed to be celebrated by the Jews, nor should the memory of these days die out among the descendants. A reminder for them of what has happened and what the Lord has done. And for sure, when they commemorate and remember how God worked, how he put Esther in the palace for, for such a time, and promoting Mordecai, and in essence, rescuing the Jews. And you know what? The Jews still celebrate the day of Purim. Sino nakapunta na sa promised land? Sa, sa, sa Israel. Yeah, may mga nakapunta, no? They celebrate this every March. And three, yung sa program nila, what they do is, first is they read the account of Esther. And they read the story. Tapos pag na-mention yung word ni Haman, na yung pangalan ni Haman, they would, they would boo! They would drown out the name of Haman. And pag na-mention yung, yung name ni Mordecai, they would celebrate, And then they would give gifts to the poor. Gener- two generous gifts. And meron na sila exchanging food. Akain sila nung parang tri- triangle ng mga pastries nila. And until this day, they celebrate it for how the Lord rescued them from that fateful day turned into a celebration. What a beautiful story of redemption. Palakpakan nga po natin. Palakpakan po natin ang ginawa ng Panginoon. And this story, story of redemption, of victory from impending death, of mourning into celebration, of God working even in the midst of the impossible, and the people rejoicing and remembering their salvation. A happy ending. A happy ending. But this is not the end. As we, as we move on, as we, as we have read the stories, the story of chapter 9, let me share to you some reflections. Oops. Yeah. Some reflections.
hindi mananaig ang kasamaan laban sa kabutihan. Lahat ng kasamaan, all evil schemes, corruption, evil doings, yung mga sinabi ni Pastor Alan, we sometimes feel there's no justice in this world. And we, sometimes it becomes discouraging. But you know what? Tulad ng balak ni Haman, the plan of Haman, lahat ng ito mabubunyag. All will be put into light. At mabubunyag ang lahat ng ito. At hindi ito magtatagumpay. You know what? Evil will not have the last say. God will have the last say in the end. God will defeat evil in the end. Hindi, hindi mananaig ang kadiliman at kasamaan sa huli. And meanwhile, as we live in this broken world, this world of, full of injustice, I encourage you to continue to do good, to continue to live with integrity, mabuhay na may integridad. Ako po, nag, nagde-drive ako ngayon. Minsan, sinusundo ko yung asawa ko every Tuesdays and Thursdays sa BGC at 2 a.m. And lagi sa mga stoplights, pag 2 a.m., yung mga sasakyan doon, titingin-tingin lang kung walang tatawid. Tapos sa harurot na. May, may isang beses muntik magkabanggaan. Kasi wala namang nakatingin. Live in integrity, live an honest life, even if others are not doing it. Sino may mga businesses dito? Others are, have businesses here. Pay your taxes correctly. Do not give bribes, even if everyone is doing it. It seems acceptable to the world, but it's not to God. And we have a hope that the goodness of the Lord one day will prevail. His justice will come and He will make things right. Meanwhile, like the Israelites, like the Jews, who never touched the plunder, because they know it was not for them. Continue to live a life that is pleasing to God. And Jesus' second coming, He will totally defeat evil at, and He will build His kingdom, His kingdom which is full of truth, justice, grace, ang kanyang kaharian na puno ng katotohanan, kabutihan, pagmamahal, at katarungan. Number two, God will turn our sorrow into joy. Hindi pang paabang buhay po ang ating paghihirap. Huwag mawalan ng pag-asa. God sees our pain, our suffering. He has seen the, the sufferings of the Jews when they were about to die. And di, hindi bulag ang Panginoon dito. May bukas tayo at may bagong umaga. He can transform the ugly and the painful things in our life right now into something good and something beautiful. Imagine your life is a cardboard box. And sabihin ko sa inyo, oh, ito yung cardboard box. Butasan nyo, sipasipain nyo, punitin nyo. Do everything with it. And then, I get that box and I put it under the light. A candle, a light bulb, and we turn off the lights here. It's all pitch dark. What do you see? You see light going out 
of those holes in the boxes. And it is the same with our lives. God works in our brokenness. God works in our pain. God illuminates yung mga butas, mga wasak, mga masakit na parte ng buhay natin. Pwede itong magamit ng Panginoon. And it can even minister our brokenness, the broken parts of our life can minister to others. Don't lose hope. And someday, sabi sa Revelation 21 verse 4, the Lord will wipe every tear in our eye. Pupunasan ng Diyos ang bawat luha sa kanilang mga mata. Mawawala na ang kamatayan, ang pagtangis, ang pagiyak, o ang kabalisahan. Ang mga bagay sa nakaraan ay lumipas na. The Lord will transform the ugly, the shameful, the bad into something good. Meanwhile, trust in the Lord, hope in the Lord. Lastly, God will be remembered by His works. Hindi pwedeng kalimutan ang kanyang mga ginawa. Remember what the Lord has done in your life. Thank Him, praise Him, rejoice in what He's continually doing. Kaya maganda po that we celebrate milestones sa mga buhay natin. We celebrate His goodness and His faithfulness and what He is doing in our lives. Lately lang po, nag one year po kaming mag-asawa. Nag one year anniversary po kami. And we, pumunta po kaming, ano, pumunta po kaming Pico de Loro. Uh, Inapahiram po ng unit doon. And we were able to rest. Grabe doon, mga 9 a.m. na ako nagigising. Sabi ko, ayoko nang bumalik sa Manila. <laughs> Nagigising ako sa, sa huni ng ibon, the, the chirp of the birds. And it was a good experience. And we, we just had fun there. We did things together. Uh, main kami, nag-swimming kami. And uh, nag-bowling. And as, as, we, as we were doing those things, I realized na marami kami pagkakaiba ng asawa ko. Marami kami yung pagkakaiba. Uh, <laughs> baka, mat- baka ano ako, pagalitan ako. Marami kami yung pagkakaiba. And, and different things. Siguro yung, yung pagkakatulad lang po namin, para kaming fan ni Taylor Swift. Mga Swifties po kami. Kaya nakabook po kami ng ticket. Nakapaglaban po kami. And nakabook po kami ng ticket. So manonood kami. Pero we have a lot of different differences and Marami akong pagkukulang sa asawa ko. Even in that one year, marami din siyang pagkukulang sa akin. But despite of, of those weakness, uh, as we celebrate, as we prayed together, nakita ko po na it was, it's the Lord who has called us together. And it is by the grace of God that we are still together. And baka sabihin nyo, one year pa nga kayo, Pastor Joseph, kami nga, 20 years na. Mahakaranas din kayo ng mga ano, wala pa yan. But it's important to still celebrate even the little things. The one-year milestone, the 10-year, the 20-year milestones in our life. Because we don't just celebrate it dahil, dahil sa atin, dahil sa ating kabutihan. But we celebrate it like the Jews because of what the Lord has done. Because of the, what the Lord is continually doing. In your birthdays, Celebrate po kayo kahit pakunti lang. Magdasal kayo. Yung, the Catholics, they offer a prayer. Diba? No, papa, can, magana sila. You can do something like that. You can uh, ask your pastor to pray for you. you. You prepare something. You write a letter to the Lord. 
You just celebrate milestones because of the goodness of God in your life. And you look back and rejoice and remember how good He is. Let me ask you a question as we end. Ano mga ginagawa ng Diyos sa buhay mo? What is the Lord doing in your life? Gaano na ba kalayo kahadinala ng Diyos? How far has the Lord brought you? As you look back, Lord, ang layo ko na pala. What is the Lord teaching you today? Ano bang mga tinuturo ng Diyos sa buhay mo? What is the Lord teaching you in your journey? How has the Lord saved you and helped you and rescued you? Remember these things. Remember the Lord. Remember what He has done. Look back like the Jews. Look back with thanksgiving and gratefulness. Tandaan nyo to. Sa huli, mananayig ang kabutihan laban sa kasamaan. In the end, the Lord will have victory over evil. God will turn our sorrow into joy. will transform all these things, the painful things, the injustices of our world. At hindi mo man makita, may ginagawa at pinagagawa ang Diyos sa buhay mo. Remember the Lord. Remember Him. And rejoice in what He has done. Yan po ang chapter 9. Next, next Sunday, last chapter, last episode, chapter 10. Naway patuloy po kayong lumalalim sa inyong pananampalataya sa Diyos at patuloy kayong nagiging aware sa ginagawa niya at pinagagawa niya sa buhay niyo. Because no matter how, how painful, how challenging, how difficult your journey is right now, the Lord is doing something. The Lord may be invisible even in the story of Esther, but His invisible hands is working. He is doing something. Let us all stand and let us pray. And let, let me invite you to, to just think about what you are thankful to the Lord today. Ano bang mga ginawa ng Diyos sa buhay niyo? Ano bang mga tinuturo niya sa buhay niyo? What are your milestones? Let me invite you to fill this, this worship place, this hall with thanksgiving in the heart. As I pray, you can pray a prayer of thanksgiving also. Let's thank the Lord for what He is doing and what He has done in your life. I'll give you a few moments to do that as our worship team plays. You can pray with a loud voice. You can pray silently. Let's just thank the Lord. Mabuti ang Diyos. Mabuti ang Diyos. Salamatan natin siya. Let's rejoice in Him. Let me pray for all of us. Panginoon, salamat. Salamat sa ginagawa mo sa aming mga buhay. Salamat, Lord. Patuloy mong pangungusap sa amin. Patuloy mong 
ginagawa sa aming mga buhay. Di man namin makita minsan, tunay ka sa aming buhay, O Diyos. May ginagawa ka. Hayaan niyo nga po kaming manalig sa inyo. Hapas na trust in you. Lord, you want something for our good. You're doing something for us, Lord. Lord, may we respond with thanksgiving in our hearts. May we respond with trust and celebration with rejoicing because you are a God who transforms even the worst of days, the evil of days, a day of destruction to a day of celebration and rejoicing. We thank you, Lord, that even if we see injustices in this life, marami kaming mga walang katarungan, maraming korupsyon, maraming kasamaan, Panginoon, but this evil things, evil, will not have the last say. You will have the last say in the end. And cause us, Panginoon, ayan nga, nyo nga po kami, Panginoon, to live with integrity, to live lives worthy of our calling. Panginoon, na manalig kami sa aming mga tra- sa iyo, sa aming mga trabaho, sa aming mga businesses, that we will trust in you even if others are not doing it, even if others are doing the wrong thing. Enable us, empower us to do the right thing. Lord, we just offer to you our lives. Use us for your glory, Panginoon. Use us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Jesus, name I pray. Amen.